What it is, world, it's the God Brief, and I'm in this bitch with my GOAT host and my brother. A.K.A. Uh, Dougie Doug, Icon Dougie Doug, what's up, world? There it is. You are now tapped into the Top Pick Podcast, where the real is heard, and we cover topics of all sorts with all sports. Game two, episode two, it feels good. I got my brother in here with me. Finally, it was technical difficulties on the first episode. We're going to get live in here. How you feeling, bro? Man, what's good, bro? You already know how it is, man. You know what I'm saying? Right, the, devil to, the devil try to... uh step in, you know what I mean, and, and, and stop, you know, stop focus on what, what we got going on, but he can't stop it, you know what I mean, it's, right. it's and we're ready exactly. to go. Yes, 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 so we're going to kick it off by basically, uh, we are true blue uh, fans to the heart, we are amazing blue to the core, so we do want to give a shout out to State, they, they actually showed up and we stepped down, uh, but first person I want to talk about. And I think he's the one that jumped into um, the Heisman race. And I think he got the lead at, at the moment. There are a few people out there that's been doing some dominating uh, through the, throughout the uh, season. And I'm going to say some of their names, things that's going on. But tell me what you think about uh, about Kenny Walker's performance, man. Man, you know what? As a fan, you know what I mean? I, I got to keep it real. I, I got to keep it real. That boy walked all over us. That's he ran up the middle. He ran to the left. He ran to the right. He ran over people. <laughs> you know what <laughs> I mean? We just, we, we just, we really couldn't stop him, man. And it was, it was crazy, man. Because as I was watching, I was like, at first, you know, we was containing him. But then, man, that boy just, he just took off, man. And it, it was crazy, man. I, I, I got to applaud him. And that Heisman, that Heisman race, you know, that Heisman leap, he deserved that definitely. True. Um, I, I mean, I can't say no more, man. I mean, like I said, he walked all over us. He did his thing. Uh, shout out to Michigan State, little bro, still. But it's still a little bro all day. My thing was it was uh, he set the edge, like like uh, not not him, but uh, Aiden and, and Ojabo. Like we set the edge. We we was dominating. We we protected the edge, but it was like. The edge was set, but the gap assignments were they were non-existent. No one no one had the set, uh, gap assignment. Like he found a way to kill us in the middle. He wasn't like running east and west. He was coming through the middle. He yeah. was going through the gaps every time and, and the and they linemen was just like they they knew what to do. They knew as long as we don't gotta worry about Aiden or Ajabo. And we get them little young vulnerable boys in the middle, blow up the C and the D gap, and they gonna shoot right through there. And he did it every time. And it was more zone power schemes. He wasn't doing nothing loose, no read, no none of that. He just giving, putting it in the bread basket and let them go. But uh, moving on from that, shout out to uh, Kenny for that again, once again. But moving on from that, we are gonna get into the uh, Heisman hopefuls and. Uh, just a few names to put out there. Uh, Kenny Pickett from Pittsburgh, Desmond Ritter from Cincinnati. Of course, we just talked about Kay Walker. Uh, Drake London, he was someone that I was going to consider as a top pick um, and the number one receiver. But he's also uh, somebody I, I said was going to actually be the Heisman winner. I was looking for a back-to-back uh Heisman uh, trophy winner as a wide receiver. He was kicking ass through the first eight games, 
dominating. I'm talking about this guy is like Calvin Johnson size. He doesn't have the blazing 4-3 speed, but he got breakaway speed. He got vertical. He got hands, and he knows the whole route tree. Uh, prayers to his speedy recovery. He would no longer be playing for the remainder of the season with a fractured, le- uh, fractured foot. I think it's a fractured ankle, in fact. That sucks. Nobody want to see a young man go down like that. But it was emotional to him from what I saw because this that was signs to indicate maybe his uh, last time suiting up as a Trojan because he will be entering the draft. That's that's the joke. Then we got Matt Matt Carroll from Ole Miss. Sean Tucker. This this dude is a freshman and he lightens shit up. With Syracuse, boy is a beast. He is now leading the nation in rushing yards. He just has Kenneth Walker, and he has more touchdowns. C.J. Stroud from uh, the fuck eyes. Never liked him. Like boy, he balling. <laughs> Bailey Zapp and Jared Stearns, two names a lot of people might not know about. They are uh, quarterback and receiver for Western Kentucky. Jared Stearns is leading the nation in almost every category as a receiver. Yards to catches to touchdowns, and Bailey Zapp is leading the nation in passing yards. Oh, he's second in passing yards, leading the nation in touchdowns. Then you got Caleb Williams. The the who the hell is Caleb Williams? Caleb Williams. Caleb Williams is the person that took so was in the beginning of the season on the bench. the preseason <laughs> pick to be the top quarterback taken, and Spencer Rattler took that spot. Spencer got salty. He's non-existent now. He not even showing up for team activities. He probably even left the team for salty purposes. But Caleb Williams stepped up and uh and did his thing. You got a chance to see any uh see him play at all, bro? Oh yeah, man. I, I checked him out um just this last game, man. And um he definitely he definitely is uh a Heisman trophy. I mean Heisman uh hopeful. On the list, definitely. Um, just just because I mean he's he's playing in the Big Twelve, you know what I mean. That's one of the you know one of the tougher conferences. That's not the toughest, um, but that's one of the toughest tougher conferences, definitely. Um, so he definitely um, he's definitely doing his thing, man. I, I like I like how the the underdog story how it come in. You know, like I said, he he was on the bench, you know, at the beginning of the season, and then I guess you know he coach he was showing something in practice that coach liked, and he definitely stepped in and. And you know, took over the job, and he took it over well, man. I, I believe he had a, he just had a what six touchdown um, performance. Yeah, recently. like he's a freshman. You yeah, know what I'm saying? That's... Like big ups to these freshmen. You know, Sean Tucker, a freshman. You know what I mean? Like dominant C.J. Stroud, a freshman. Yeah, you know, and that, that that's that's good when you got immediate impacts. And you lived up to the expectation of coming into this game with immediate impact. Four-star, five-star receivers. Four-star, five-star quarterbacks. They're supposed to come in and do their job. But when you got three stars and and and, and low-tier quarterbacks, that's Bryce Young is another one. Uh, Shout-out to Bryce Young in Alabama. You can't exclude him. Even though, I, you know, my sis Bree, she loves her uh, – she loves her tie to the core. I know she's still upset about that Texas A&M game. Don't beat me up for mentioning that, Bree. Love you to death. <laughs> but Bryce Young, I, I feel like he's serviceable, serviceable for Bama. 
but it's just not lights out. You would expect Bama teams to deliver like that because of the skill set positions that they got. We don't know exactly how dominant these quarterbacks are. Not too many of them coming to the league doing damage coming from Bama or uh, OSU. They just do what they can. That's why I want to see a little more out of Justin Fields. Yeah. So uh, I do want to uh, say one thing first. Uh, Houston Astros, you kind of put my foot in my mouth last night. I'm glad that y'all won that game. Y'all almost choked. It's not every day you can fight adversity. Just what last year they were saying y'all was stealing sign, uh, pitching signs for people. Now y'all back in the World Series like, hey, this is what we doing. Uh, take that. Keep on proving me wrong. I, I still feel like Atlanta will win it at home. Uh, yeah. They don't win it in Houston uh, what, tomorrow. Yeah. Yep. Moving on from that, I just wanted to get that out the way. I, I know you can't wait to get into this because we've been talking about this. The yeah. three powerhouses in the NBA. The Nets, the Bucks, the Lakers. All three of the teams were 300 over the weekend. Uh, Lakers delivered. Uh, a one in six Houston almost came back. They had a 31.4 quarter and by 10. The Nets did they think against the Pistons as expected, but that's still my hometown boy. Still my home state boys. I'm a Pistons fan to the court. They're going to be dangerous next year. Just get them some time. K didn't play because they got low management with the injury. Don't worry. We just playing it safe over here in the D. We're not going to throw nobody out there. It was not 100%. Yeah. But those bucks, bro, those bucks are not looking like they won the be- uh, the ship. Man. They, three and you four, just, man. And uh, Go ahead. You can finish. I, I, no, I, I was going to say they three and four. They don't got Drew Holiday, but it's still no excuses. You still got weapons. You still got Chris Middleton who's having a horrible season right now. I think him and Dame both right now suck the shooting. Yes. Uh, I was just looking at that too, man. Uh, I seen Dame was averaging like 18 right now. I mean, don't get me wrong. It's still early in the season. What, week one or week two? Um, you know, it's still early to call it, man. But like you said, I mean, the Bucks is, um, you know, they three and three right now. They lost to the Spurs who basically <laughs> – not saying the Spurs is weak, but I mean they don't even have a superstar per se. Um, so for them to lose to them ninety three to one hundred two, um, that's kind of you know that's kind of suspect, man. I mean, and they then, don't even have a dynamic score. Say that again, bro. I said they don't even have a dynamic score. Yeah. So I, I mean that's what I mean. Like so for y'all to lose to them, I mean that's kind of suspect. You know what I mean? And then y'all one and two at home. Like come on, man. I mean y'all supposed to be. You know, that's home. You know what I mean? Y'all supposed to take care of home court. Like I said, I mean, I understand you got injuries. I believe uh, DiVincenzo, I believe he kind of injured, you know what I mean? Been off and on injured. Um, yeah. But still, man, you know, Giannis, I mean, he kind of did his thing. He had 28, 13, and three. Uh, yeah. But still, I mean, at the end of the day, come on, man, you got to get that victory. You got to get that win. You know what I mean? That's that's the Spurs, you know, who, who basically don't have a superstar per se. You know, I'm not saying that they're not superstars, but I mean, you know, per se, per the league, you know. Um, the Lakers, man, I, I feel like too. the Lakers. Huh? I said I've been seeing a pattern, too, uh, just piggybacking off of what you were saying about some of the top players are not stepping up and doing what they're supposed to do. Um, 
Chris Middleton shooting 12% from the key, from the three-point line, 28% from the three-point line. You know you could do better. But, you know, you back-to-back games, you're showing that you, you kind of exposed on defense. Playing good defense, but you also caught some teams, four fouls in the game, four turnovers in the game. And it's it's crazy, man. I mean, like you said, man. It's uh, I, I know people was talking about James Harden at one point in time. Um, you know him not showing up and um, you know him struggling uh with the new the new rule. You know, and I can kind of see that. But then I mean, just the other day he had a performance where he, you know I think he went fifteen for sixteen from the line. So it's like, oh, is he back to his old self? You know, did he figure out a strategy to still make it to the line? And they, I, I believe they won that game too. Uh, he went my, to the line, I think it was 19 times, they said. Well, he drew 19 fouls. 19, 19 fouls. Wow. <laughs> That's crazy. Like, I was the one of the ones that was saying something about it. Just off the simple fact, um, his excuse was that, you know, the hamstring injury was still lingering over. He still never really was 100%, never really got to himself. Um, I can respect that. You was you you came – Mentioned something about him um, last week. You came into the game heavy set. You had an ugly game. You've been bouncing back the past few games. Had a uh, triple double against Detroit. Again, like I said, against teams like that at the moment, that's expected. Uh, but um, his PER is too bad getting the stop. I think that's going to raise up. You got a 20.2 on the PER there. The game against Indiana. 50% from the three-point line. He had eight assists, eight rebounds. This, his turnovers right now is just – he's averaging 4.6 turnovers. I'm not feeling that. And yeah. now that you're the dominant ball handler with Kyrie not doing nothing, you got to step up. I, I've been advocating for Cam Thomas to get some, uh, some time at the one, but I don't think he's ready yet. He showed that in the past few games also. Um the Lake Show, bro. Did you see Foreman's Mellow Hood? Man, I'm 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 glad Mellow is still in the league. I'm I'm <laughs> glad Same that Mellow is still in the league. Same that here. Guy, that guy is—he's not even a redemption story. I mean, because he's still here. He's still performing at a high level. At year what nineteen with LeBron, he came in in two thousand and three. You know yeah. what I mean? He's still balling. 20 mm-hmm. some points and I mean he's coming off the bench with no problem like that's a that's a that's a true that's a true superstar to me you know what I mean that that come in do what he have to do and get it done I agree I just I I don't I don't really like the setup with them all teaming up but at the same time it is what it is this is a business so guess what go get a chip that's all I want to see and then you can't question Remember, remember for the longest they used to say Melo was a liability on defense. Yes, that's easy to coach as time go on. You've seen you've seen too much. There's nothing you haven't seen in the league. You've been in the league for a decade and a half or more. Even in even after your first year, you still get adapted to the speed of the game. So you start learning your assignments more. Most to definitely. see Melo stat line two steals, four blocks, <laughs> no turnovers. 23 points, he's five for eight. Like, right now, Melo is averaging this year, bro, right now, his stat line as far as shooting 
man, he, he's beasting. Like, right now he's shooting 50% from the field, 52% from the uh, three-point line. He's averaging a block. All three of those are career highs. Mm. Even the blocks. He's averaging one block a game. That's, that's a career high for Melo. That's him doing everything in his power to play his part and step up. And then 16.7 points a game has been his most since the Knicks, Dougie. Since the Knicks. Since the Knicks. That's that's good, man. That's, that's real good. good. In year what? Year In 19? Year 19. 2003. <laughs> Mellow. One can argue is what? the One of the best draft classes since 96? Yes, sir. I mean, you got to – I mean, the first <clears> – <throat> besides the second pick, <laughs> which is the worst pick probably ever in the world, to pass over Carmelo Anthony, <clears throat> Dwayne Wade, and Chris Bosh. I mean, Goddamn Darko. It's ben Wallace is the only one that's saying that he wasn't needed. I'm kind of like on the fence with I agree, but I'm also agreeing with Chauncey and Rip and – uh you know, the other ones that saying we don't think at that time it would have been um, a problem if we would have had Tayshawn and Melo together because, you know, Melo was predominantly a, a three when he first came in. He ended up, he was, he was able to be one of the people that start opening up the small ball lineup when he was, he was dominant at the four because he was just too strong in the post. Post game was incredible. I think him and Tayshawn would have went hand in hand because then you now you have somebody that can play the four on offense and Tayshawn can, you know, defend your best player on uh, every night. I thought it I thought it would have worked, but then at the same time, you still see even though we drafted Darko and shit, we still want a chip. But just think about how many more would have came after that because remember we went to the Eastern Conference Finals what like three years in a row after that. And two, the, the the following year, we went back to the finals. We could have won that against the Spurs. I felt like we choked. Oh yeah, <clears throat> I mean, then come on, man. I mean, you playing against Timmy, ja, uh, a young a young Ginobili, and a young Tony. Tony, and I mean, <laughs> which is probably one of the smartest trios to play the game. You know what I mean? That in chemistry was you know a one. Man, too much. Like. That's what uh, I had an argument with a guy in one of my sports groups. Um, they, I seen a post the other day was saying that um, Tony Parker didn't get a lot of appreciation. It's not being one of the seven players either. And I'm thinking like, that was one of outside of Iverson, that was one of the best penetrable point guards. That just he had the best drop step spin move as a one. Down in the post. Oh, yeah. He come driving, boom, he hit the pivot. He spent off, he finger rolling on the other side, or he gonna hit you with a floater, or he can dish it out. And then it, it was just, man, that transition ball with him and Ginobili. And it, that, that shit was crazy. It was something that, like, I had them like a well oiled machine. You don't really see that type of chemistry in the game no more because it's now so much ISO so much of a one-man sport, everybody has to have uh, multiple primary ball handlers now because the game is so spread out, so expanded. You don't see 
you don't see the weed like you used to, just everybody in transition. You got one hit the outlet, the other one hit the other outlet. You don't really see it like that no more. Man. And, you know, it's it's like, it's it's more like, you know, it's really, it's really, I feel like sometimes it's really like entertainment now. You know what I mean? Like it's, it, it, don't get me wrong, you still got the game, but it's more entertain. I mean, don't get me wrong, it's always supposed to be some type of entertainment in there. But at the end of the day, back in the day, it was more pure passion. You know, it wasn't a lot of, it wasn't a lot of money involved. So it wasn't money really driven per se. But mm-hmm. now money driven and money brings attention and mm-hmm. attention is entertainment, you know. So <laughs> at the end of the day, I feel like, you know, some of it could be a little bit more basketballish, if I could say, you know, versus being entertainment in a sense. That makes sense. I gotta shake the shit up a little bit, man. Oh, we gotta yeah. we gotta address the former Bronco in the room. Oh yeah, most definitely. By former Bronco, y'all, you know we talking about Von Miller. Von, Big Von just just took his talents to what is it? The West. Mm, mm, mm. Mm, mm, mm. All I know is they uh, I believe they six and one. Seven to one. Seven to one. They just got the quarterback from the ex Detroit Lions. And I was hearing that he was garbage. He was washed up. He was this. He was that. And he got Cooper Rush. I mean, Cooper Cup, my bad. Cooper Cup looking like, oh, man, he looking, he looking amazing, man. Yeah. Shout out to Cooper Rush. He, he, he did what we didn't think he was going to do. Uh, in that game against uh, Vikings, shout out to him. First time game having most yards throughout the air, but uh, yeah, proceed, bro. Because I, I want I want to know what your take is. I mean, Matt through what eight games has the most touchdowns he's ever thrown in his career through eight games. Cooper Cup is lights out right now. He's on pace to actually break the single season single season. Uh, Steven Yard's record held by Megatron himself. Mm-hmm. But now you have somebody who requires just as much double team as Aaron Donald and Von Miller, who's hurt right now. But if he can come back and be on pace to do damage towards the end of the season, it's a long season, he got time to recover. I'm looking at instant NFC championship or more. Man, like People's already people are already saying that right now, like Rams is a contender. Rams is a contender. And now that's kinda like that kinda like solidified the spot. You know what I mean? I mean Von Miller, man, he's a monster, man. And like you said, he's injured. Hopefully he can come back, man. I, I, I really want to see this because I mean Cooper Cup, man, <clears throat> nine hundred and twenty four receiving yards right now. Crazy. Nine hundred and twenty four receiving yards right now. Man, like that's crazy, man. Come on, man. That out there beasting, man. I mean, he's he's just taking off, man. And what this eight games in? Yeah, he tripped me out too. He averaged he, he runs so so smooth and so quick out of his out of his routes and his on digs and drags. I thought he was a small receiver. This guy is six two. Yeah, 
moving like Julian Edelman and, and Wes Welker. Like, he is incredible in the slot, but he can do it all over the field. Man. Not seeing how much of a big receiver that he is that threw me off nimble feet. I got a higher respect for him now. <laughs> I can't call him one of the little guys. He's actually an outside threat as well. Yes. And by the way, I believe he's leading uh, in all categories as far as uh, touchdowns too. Um, receiving touchdowns, I believe. Mm-hmm. Most most yards, catches, and touchdowns through a uh, through an eight man stretch. Like he 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 fucking up the uh, record right now. Like if they don't slow down the momentum, we could possibly be looking at Matt being a five thousand yard pass with a two thousand yard receiver in the because he they lighten shit up, and now that they're starting to be more in sync with the running game, Anderson is going damage. Tony Michelle is back healthy. He's a great uh, running back out the backfield catcher. McVay, like I want my I want my Super Bowl appearance back. You gotta run me that. You gotta run me that back. I need my fade on that. Come on, don't worry. That's my love in the background uh, opening up this wine, y'all. I'm gonna have me a little wine while we talk our shit because we finna get on to a good segment. This segment right here. I had to introduce it with my brother. I was going to do it on the first episode, but I couldn't do it without him. This is where we start getting live and where we start talking our shit. This segment is called Funky Ass Stats. This is talking about people who been letting us down, been supposed to do their thing, and it don't look like it's going to happen like that no time soon. The first person I want to start off with, he has a game tonight. Mr. Uh, Mr. Mahone boy. Oh, Mr. Mahone. What's been going on with you, Chief? <laughs> you let me down. I don't know what I'm seeing through uh, eight games with you. A quarterback uh, QBI rating of 64, you fourth. That's not bad, but if you really look at – and the 2,000 yards and the 18 touchdowns is not bad either. He's fourth in touchdowns, sixth in yards. QBR is decent. It's not it's not what we've seen the past few years. Nine interceptions through eight games is not my home life no. at all. I know you don't got Clyde Edwards Hilaire. Yeah, you he's still got Kelsey. Good. You still got Cheetah. You still got some players. Yeah, but their defense is trash, by the way. The defense is trash. <laughs> but it's like they is that is that I think they got them exposed to a point now. Um, and I was saying this the other day to somebody. When you when you cover it, when you when you ha- able to isolate Kelsey underneath and you're able to put a safety over the top on Peter. On mostly all of his routes are deep post, outpost. He wanna go up the scene, he wanna try to stretch you out. He got an incredible leaping ability, though, for his height. So don't get it twisted. He can, he can be an outside threat at his height. But when you are lacking the run game, you got rid of the majority of the offensive line to help you get that ring, and your defense can't bail you out, now you're starting to become an average team who now you struggle to play from behind. You struggle to – you know, you know they used to – already being up by like three or four touchdowns on every damn game they in. Yeah. Now to be the person that's down two or three touchdowns, like you struggled against Tennessee and 
you definitely struggled against Buffalo, and I still can't believe Philly put that on you like that. I mean, and y'all barely got out of that game, and then the Chargers, they did damage to y'all as well. Do you see them having this game tonight as a feasting game, a game to feed on and to bounce back, and do you see uh, a winning streak kind of like in their near future, bro? Definitely, this is definitely a, a make or break game for sure. Um, I, I think they need this one. Um, you know, you're still in good shape. You know, it's still early in the season, but this is a make or break. You know, you got a you got a struggling New York team, two and five. True. Um, you know, I believe I believe uh, Saquon is still out, so you don't really have no threats, man. Like you should go in here, take care of business. You at home. You're playing prime time on Monday night. Show the world because the world is watching right now. You are the reigning champs. Mm-hmm. Come out with a with a knockout and go on the streak. You know they let's see the strength of their schedule. You know what I mean? They got they see who they have left, and uh, we can and you know we can kind of go from there and and see. But I mean, this is a, this is surprising to me, man. They, they this is a definitely a surprising team. I didn't I didn't even expect this at all yeah Chiefs, you know coming into this season after being champs and i mean i know of course not all the you know most of the time uh the champs you know kind of have it hard but i mean this is this is really hard schedule man i mean they got some they got some games coming up man i mean they play green bay the following sunday you know then they play the the cowboys uh 20 i mean man they got a they got a tough schedule coming up, you know. They play the Chargers, uh, which I have them. I have them beating uh, Dallas if Dak isn't playing. We don't know how serious that that uh, calf stand is. I have Green Bay by four, only because four. you know Patrick Mahomes is going to put up a fight. They the best way to attack Denver is with tight ends, which Travis Kelsey will have a field day. As we see, T.J. Hawkins had a good game against them. Tight ends is where they're vulnerable. Um, you can still run on them, too, but they've been tightening up a little bit. Uh, Rashawn Gary having a hell of a season right now. Oh yeah. Uh, I just want to note some of the players that that are out for the Giants. You got Jabril, Jabril is gone for the whole season now. He tore his ACL. Sad, that's, man. That's, that's fucked up because that's the person that I was – Looking to have the one-on-one matchup with uh, Cheetah on them deep routes. Yeah, they don't have Danny Shelton. Yeah, exactly. They don't have Danny Shelton. They don't have Lorenzo Carter. They don't have Nate Ebner. Uh, special teams. They don't have Saquon. Kenny Galladay is gone. Andrew Thomas been on injured reserve for a couple weeks now. Um, they got a long list of key players who actually the, – the the Giants could have did some damage this year, but, you know, everybody was riddled by injury. Yeah. Uh, somebody else I want to note um, on, on, with some funky-ass stats. Go ahead. My boy, Kyler Murray, man. I don't know what was going on with him with Green Bay. Uh, but uh, <laughs> he definitely had his number, man. He had a uh, – I mean, he threw for some good yards. You know, 274, that's not bad. But he didn't have no touchdown, uh, no touchdowns. He rushed for 21 yards. Right. And he had two picks. 
uh, that's not good because I mean, you know, his QBR for the, for the year right now is one ten, right? Twenty two hundred seventy four rush. I mean, passing yards, seventeen touchdowns, and then with those two picks, now he has seven for the season. I feel like that was a that was a bad game for him, and it kind of exposed him, man. I mean, he really didn't have no he didn't have nowhere to go really. I mean, they had you know he had a couple good passes, but I mean, for for that for that uh defense to be suspect as they is in Green Bay right now, I mean they they can put up points you know, but it's hard for them to hold teams sometimes. They they really exposed him, man, and they was down. You know, they came back and and you know, they finished it out strong. But uh, that's that. His he definitely has some funky ass stats this week. That's fun. how y'all know me and my bro. That's how y'all know I, I, I fuss with him when we on the same page. Cause cause Kyler was my second on the funky ass. <laughs> 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 Kyler was my second on the funky ass stats, man. And it, it was just so much that that I wasn't feeling at all in that game. And like my sister, uh, shout out to my big sis now. I'm gonna have her on the show with us down the line. She's a huge uh, sports fan. Like she's one of the people like me. She'll sit and replay the replay with the referees to make sure the referees saying the shit the right way. Uh, she's a huge Packer fan, so she was uh, calling me back and forth about that game the whole time, and she was disappointed about how they was playing. She was glad they came out with the win, but it was a uh, it was one stat line that I wanted to put out there, and that was the 67 quarterback rating and a QBR 49. Like, Kyler, you, you let discount double check, I'll do you. And he only averaged five yards a pass. Five yards a pass. 75 QBR and a rating of 90. You know, like. Uh, JJ gone. I know JJ gone. Um, but still, you got you, you got a lot. Like Green Bay has an underrated secondary. Like to shut down Nook and only had two catches for sixty six yards. Zach Ertz, who was a beast. I'm still waiting for the uh, rookie Rondale Moore to break out. Soon, but you gotta, you gotta put that ball everywhere. Like you, you can't be a dual threat quarterback and you running six times for twenty one yards on three and a half carries, and you actually are the dominant one with the ball in your hand. You, you should know when the play break down and take off and run. Like Kyler, you won the Heisman with feet and arms. Exactly. Come on, man. What are you doing? What are you doing, baby? <laughs> Uh, okay, so just to switch it up a little bit, um, I want to do a little bit of NBA funky ass stats. I'm glad uh, you switched over to that, man. Uh, Colin Saxton, man, last last year, man, he was he was pretty decent, man. He was he was balling pretty pretty decent last year, man. But uh, this this year, man, I don't know what's going on, man. Uh, on the on the 29th, man, he had he, he averaged I mean, he played 32 minutes, man. He had nine points, three assists, three rebounds, two steals. Mm-hmm. And three turnovers. Mm-hmm. The following game, he played 19 minutes. He had 10 points, one rebound. Or, I'm sorry, he had 10 points, he had one rebound, and six turnovers. Come on, okay. man. You're a starter, bro. Come on. What's, what's going on, Kyle? Like, yeah, that's on. no excuses at all. There's no excuses, bro. Don't get me wrong. I mean, he's an NBA player. I'm not saying he's garbage. I'm not saying he's trash. Because, I mean, 
anybody on the NBA roster. I don't care G League, whatever, can beat any Joe Small on the street, you know. And they 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 they, they uh they're top tier, you know what I mean? There it's only a few of them, you know, in the world. You know, thousands of college players come out, only a few, not even a not even a few hundred, only a few make it to the NBA. So, you know, not saying that he's trash, but it's like, come on, man, you're not playing NBA NBA level type basketball right now. I mean, it's like you're kind of digressing, man. It's like you're supposed to be progressing, not digressing, you know? You, you think that that uh, comes into play? I mean, we did hear him in a lot of trade talks uh, yeah. last year and through the offseason. Um, because, you know, a lot of teams – and Cleveland was one of them, was trying to get that number one pick from Detroit. And Colin came up in a lot of those trade talks. I wanted Colin. I honestly felt like if we get Colin and we would have traded the number one pick, Cleveland was willing to give number four and a bunch of other shit in the process. We still could have got Evan Mobley, which we still need somebody to bang down low um, with Isaiah Stewart. Like, Alamick is a good offensive player, and he's one of the, one of the dirtiest in the game. He's going he gonna to play uh, he gonna play that deep regardless, but to have somebody like Evan Mobley, which is a generational big that literally loves to play defense, but he can stretch out and bust your ass from deep. Yeah. That was kind of, you know, that was one of my picks. That was actually, he was the one I was picking. If we weren't to get, uh, I had a, I, I had a, a mind to go for, uh, uh, Jalen Suggs, but I'm like, ah, no. And then I saw Kay a couple times in college and I was like, ah, no, but he is a complete package because he does get everybody involved. And- his plus minus never goes negative. He 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 had a horrible debut game, but he was still a thirteen plus minus yeah. because he held Jalen Suggs to three for thirteen from shooting. He gonna have a bounce back game, but I I kind of felt like maybe his performance this year. He's he's he, you you know how them you know how the young does get they be so focused on trying to prove somebody wrong like I'm gonna show y'all why y'all shouldn't have never put me in trade toss and you fumble in the bag right now because that's actually hurting your stock if they still decide to move you exactly you know what I mean he's he's averaging 17 right now he's averaging 17 points uh um, well basically rounded off three rebounds two assists one steal mm-hmm. uh three turnovers um. But it's like, man, come on, man. It's like you you gone missing. I mean, that whole little squad is kind of – and it's I, I can't even really say he's gone missing because, I mean, it's it's now it's looking like they're spreading the points out. I mean, you got one, two, three, four, five, six. The first six players on the roster all averaging double figures. Mm. You know what I mean? You got you got Lori Marketing averaging basically 12 points. You got Lori Jared is Allen. over there. Yeah, you got Jerry Allen averaging 12 points. You got Darius Garland, Darius Garland averaging thirteen. You got Mobley averaging thirteen. You got uh, Rubio over there averaging fourteen, and then Saxon averaging seventeen. K Love uh, played seven. Been, he played all seven games this season. Um, he he has he hasn't started any. He's averaging twenty minutes, but he averaging basically ten points, nine point nine. 
That's then, like a decent team on paper, yo. Yeah, and then right after that, Osman, he averaging eight points. You know what I mean? So it's like, I mean, it's, it's spread out, so I can't even really say he's going missing. Um, but he is playing the highest minutes on the team, which is 29.1. Uh, so I feel like, uh, you know, and he's the point guard, so he has the ball in his hand, you know, most of the time. So I would say that 17 points is not too bad. It's it's, it's, it's decent. It's decent. Um, but at the end of the day, if he want to get paid and don't want to be in trade talks. Uh, got to step it up. Yeah, you got to average more, sir. 20 plus. Uh, five, five assists plus, and three or four rebounds. I mean, Russell Westbrook is setting the standard right now for a lot of point guards. I feel like the, a lot of point guards feel like they got to average a lot of rebounds, and it's a lot of guys in the league that grab a lot of rebounds. I.e., uh, what's his name uh, out in uh Toronto? That's my boy. Uh, Van Fleet. Uh, yeah, Van Fleet, man, he'd be grabbing a lot of rebounds. Yeah, he's a sneaky rebounder for his size. Another person I, 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 I was, I was, I loved uh, to be because I played the one, I played the two, and one thing I predicated on being six two, six three, was rebounding and defense. I could shoot the lights out, but I wanted to. I, it was just something about going up over a big dude and just snagging that bitch down. That's that's yeah. what I liked. <laughs> Most definitely, but I, I, I like. Um, those uh, point guards who are in the cloth of like a Rondo or or Russell Westbrook, because it seemed like they just always land. Uh, they they're always where the ball lands. You know what I mean? It's just easy for them to grab them. And even one thing about Kyrie, he kind of got his rebounding up a little bit. But I do want to piggyback off you sticking with uh, with hoop, and I'm going to speak on my player in hoop. Who know who know better? Who knows better? You know, and we know. He 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 knows better. Let's just say Dame time ain't on the same time. You feel me, Dougie? Yeah, man. Dame is having the most horrible first <laughs> half of the season. Yeah, like all right, it's been what six games. You averaging twenty three percent from from deep, thirty four percent from field goal. You averaging damn near three turnovers. You you've been you've been a little better on the assists. Yeah, been better on the assists. On the road, you are averaging nine percent from deep. Wow, three turnovers. What the fuck? Thirteen wow. points. That's on the road. Wow. Like right now, while we're talking, I'm looking at the Philly game. They're playing right now. I'm looking at the Philly game. He's a negative three and plus minus. And he's shooting 14% from deep and 18% from field goal. Damn, Dame. Can we finally say that Dame is kind of biting off more than he can chew with his loyalty? I mean, we know Chauncey is the GM over there now. Chauncey didn't do nothing to get Ben. He didn't do nothing to get... What as soon as Chauncey became uh GM, I think it was a big blockbuster trade happened right after that. I can't remember who got traded somewhere. It's somebody oh, I know uh it was the Brody trade. It was it was uh Russell going there and then there was uh a few more trades that uh let off. Like he he saw Harold get sent to Washington. He saw some key players 
that can be serviceable for that team going where they're where they're wanted. And it's like, all right, I don't I don't think I'm feeling this. Him and Chauncey had to sit down. Do you think it's more so is this is this a silent way out? And tell me what you think. Is this a silent way out or do you honestly feel like uh it's is he's just it's just all mental right now, or it's just he just he just got to he just in the funk. He got to get out this funk because I've never seen him in the funk this damn long. Yeah, he uh right now he's two for twelve, uh one for eight from the three. That's crazy. Yeah, uh, he's four four rebounds, four assists, eight points. I mean that's that's decent, but yeah, his shooting is off. And uh, we're speaking of that, he's at the line right now, I believe. Mm-hmm. Um, but I feel like uh. Cause he he did drop an album this year, and uh, I, I just want to say for the record, he is the best rap hooper in the world. And he he he, he's, he took over that. You know, I I'm yeah. still biased with that. You know, coming from me being an MC, I'm still biased because I like I like Shump man and Shump. Oh, yeah, Shump, Shump, Shump be talking that shit. Shump Lil will low key be talking that shit. Shump and Lou got bars. Yeah. But I gotta check this I have, album. Out. I have yet to see them. Have yet to hear them drop an album and let me shake to it the whole way through. Like you that know, album, literally. You were talking about up. that in the text group uh, not too long ago, wasn't? Yeah, his, I'm gonna have to tap into that. I'm gonna have to his, check that out. His album, I'm not gonna lie. I mean, like, uh, he got a song with uh Little Wayne called "The Right One." Okay, and I say. <laughs> Like that shit is fire, fire. Like, and I wasn't expecting that from Dame. I, I knew he had bars, but I wasn't expecting him to have song structure like that. And I mean, mm. I, you know, you know, you're a music guy, I'm a music guy. And when I heard it, I was like, wow. And then I let the music play through because I, I, I seen the album, you know, I seen the breakdown of the album. And I was like, I went straight to that song. I was like, I'm a, I usually listen to the album top to bottom first. But I was like, man, let me just hear this song. I, I need to hear this song. And when I heard that, that right one when it came on, bing, bing, that was the one. I was like, "Oh my god, <laughs> yeah, damn, you 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 killed this one." So I, I feel like he, I feel like he kind of on a high horse right now because his he dropped his album and I believe it's doing good. I don't know, I, I didn't, I haven't checked the numbers, so I can't say it's exactly. But far as lyrically and the way it was presented, it almost it almost sounded like he wasn't even a basketball player, man. Like that's how good the album was to me. Uh, in my opinion, so right now I feel like he kind of, kind of, kind of just got to get focused back on basketball. I think that's it. I think it's a mental thing. And uh, uh and to the to the to the loyalty comment, I don't think so. I, I feel like he's him. If y'all, if he's your guy, go get what he needs. I feel like that. I feel like that about LeBron when he was in Ohio. I feel like he just genuinely wanted to leave Ohio because he was too big for Ohio. Mm. He's, he's there for so long. So I felt like he just needed to relocate for a moment before he came back. But I still feel like if you're that guy for your team, whether it's basketball, football, baseball, go get that guy, whatever he needs, if you invested in him. Because there's no reason for you to invest in him and then not get what he needs and then just part ways two, three years later. There's no point. Makes sense. So, uh, dang, man, I'm praying for you, man. I love the album, but get back to basketball right now, and we'll worry about that, you know, in the off season. <laughs> yeah, get your shit back right. 
Um, speaking of what could possibly be a distraction, I got uh, a few things I want to talk about with high school hoop. But first, I want y'all to understand that Top Pick is brought to you by Locker Room Hype, Icon Entertainment Empire. Tap into the shit. We every Monday on Spotify, Apple, and Google Podcasts. But Mikey Williams, big time name. Remember when we were in school, you know, late 90s, early 2000, middle 2000. Remember when we was doing our thing in school, there was not a lot of exposure for certain high school players. You had hoop tournaments, AAUs, traveling the world, but it wasn't that much camera time. You had a lot of players dreaming to put on that McDonald's All-American. Remember when we were, when we were in school, it, it was you didn't know who was the beat who was a beast until you watched the McDonald's All American game on this yeah. I remember or you Carter was in the shit. A, a little bit uh, was in the shit. I would say uh maybe about maybe my, about my freshman year, so around two thousand three, two thousand four. Yeah. YouTube was kind of getting big. I remember watching uh OJ Mayo and mm-hmm. back back then. Um we Shout actually out to OJ. Yeah, oh, shout out to OJ because he was a monster. He played high school basketball since the seventh grade. Yeah, my cousin D, my cousin D. Not to cut you off, I'm gonna let you get back to it. My cousin D, he um, he actually went to a hoop tournament in Ohio, and they team was like running through shit. They team came across Mel, uh, Mayo. I think Mayo. Dropped 50 on their team, but my cousin dropped like 30 or 40. He was like, shit, I had to give him buckets too. He might have gave us buckets, but I had to give him buckets too. I'm yeah. like, that's what you're supposed to do. <laughs> he, was, he was definitely ahead of his time. And I feel like uh, he, I feel like he ain't in the NBA no more. I feel like solely probably because of his, somewhat of his attitude and his work ethic. But uh, yeah. he, definitely, he definitely was that guy. He was a talent around that time. Um. He was a grown man at USC. You know, he he played grown man ball at USC. Because when I saw him, I'm like, this nigga got to be um, a six-year senior or something. He just looked like a grown-ass man. <laughs> yeah, he definitely did, man. He definitely did. And he, uh, he definitely he definitely was a monster. He was a problem at that, you know, during that time. But like you were saying, though, with Mikey, man, the exposure now, it's crazy. I mean, I see him on on Snapchat threads and IG threads, and and I don't even follow half of those sites. So exactly, him to be getting exposure as, as much as exposure as he is, that's 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 a that's unheard of. You know what I mean? He had his little, own little show. I was watching a couple of episodes. His mom, the Snapchat on. episodes. Yeah, he had a yeah, little card. He like 15, 15, 16 years old. You know what I mean? Like I didn't even have a card until I was like twenty something. I bought my own. <laughs> you know, I bought my yeah. own. Yeah. You know, so you know, for him to be. 16, 15, you know, 17, light, ball is life following them, overtime following them. And now he's playing in the, I believe he's playing in that elite league with overtime that, you know, and they're getting paid for that. Yeah. Cause, uh, guys get like 400,000, you know, that's right. Exactly. And that's what I was getting to. Um, it's, it's so crazy that we, we, we didn't have that exposure. You only knew who was elite when you saw him in that jersey on ESPN. Exactly. You know what I mean? Now you have the social media. Now you have, you know, players like Imani Bates, Chet Holmgren, uh, Jaden Hart, uh, J.D. Washington, or, uh, 
a lot of a lot of these names, thousands of view followers, millions of views followers. Like Mikey Williams just historically landed a multi-year footwear and apparel endorsement deal with Puma Dougie. Wow. Making him the first American high school basketball player to sign a sneaker deal with the global footwear company. Just think wow. about how big that is in high school when we just passed the NIL law for college players to get paid off name and likeness. And now he's he getting a check. He ain't even, he getting the check from Puma though. He ain't even graduated yet. Some of these college players is getting like pizza deals and cable and little small things, web uh, shows and uh, uh, online uh, stores and shit like that. This guy got Puma. Puma, that's a as statement. a high schooler, seventeen years old. That's that's a statement right there. And he's he he's he's he got two more years before he he's class of twenty three because he reclassified. You know yeah. what I mean? He's class of twenty twenty three. Wow. Still, still a few years away from being eligible for the 2024 draft, which pretty much that's that's what's going to happen. Exactly, because he uh he's at the the the, the I think the place you was talking about in a in the elite league uh there this place he's at is called Vertical Academy in uh, North Carolina. Yeah, because he just so he's, he, he's going at, from the, I think the school. Yeah. I don't think I think IMG don't get that much credit neither because IMG they got players going uh, G League and they got players going in college because I mean Kenyon Martin Jr. was yeah. drafted from IMG because yeah. he went that same way. He, he was actually one of the ones to actually go that route before they decided to start putting the players in G League and G League giving these players contracts straight out of high school. Yeah. This man got more than five million combined Instagram, TikTok, and Twitter followers. Puma looks at his unique and early signing as unlocking his hybrid appeal of being both an up-and-coming basketball star and social media influencer. Mm. Mm. That worries me right there. Yeah, too much attention. Because that, it, yeah, it's 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 like when you at that age, you know what you're here for, you know what you love, you know what your passion was. This is your passion before the exposure. This is what your parents put you in. This is what you was branded to do. When will it get to a point where it start becoming more unique likeness? You know what I mean? His unique and early signing of unlocking his hybrid appeal of being the top model, top face of social media and the social media platforms. I already know, uh, Face, uh, what is it? Metaverse, aka old Facebook, is gonna have a ball with him in the near future. But it's yeah. like, is the game gonna start slowly deteriorating because now these kids see that they can make a quick come up just because they can do a couple brand new dances and hashtags on these social media platforms? Yeah, the TikTok song, dance, song and dance. Uh, by the way, uh, I just seen a tweet that said uh, Sixers fans were screaming, "We want Lillard." Yeah, I seen that. I seen that. Bleach Report put that message out. <laughs> That's definitely crazy. So now that kind of goes back to our question of is his mental really there right now at the Rose Garden or is his play just a quick way out? Mm. 
Because I think when you got a new GM like Chauncey, who really understand how contracts is, who understand uh, being the floor general, former finals MVP, being wanted, and then an organization showing you you're not wanted, a.k.a. Clippers, I mean, uh, Pistons sending him on his way to the Nuggets for AI. You you feel that. So he empathized with that. So I, I, I'm sure he probably sat down with him and talked to him about that. But one rookie mistake that new GMs normally tend to play into is the mindset of the masses or not wanting to have too much attention because you're not giving Dane what he want. Or if you trade Dane just off of hurrying up, getting him out because Dane is acting up, you're going to get uh, that same situation. Either they're going to say, oh, you're not giving Dane the pieces he needs. Then if he get a mutter, oh, you just traded away our franchise player. So it's a dichotomy between trying to do the right thing for Dame or trying to do the right thing for the organization. Yeah. You got to pick and choose on that one. And uh, I think uh, he the coach, bro. He the head coach. Chauncey the coach? I thought yeah. he was the yeah. No, you're right. Correction, y'all. Fact check. That's what my brother is on here for. Yes, Chauncey is the coach. I don't know why I kept thinking, because, you know, that's what he was trying to go for. He was trying to be a yes. uh, GM. Yes. But then he said if he did get a coaching deal, he wanted to be like uh, a basketball player, uh, basketball operations and personnel. He still want to have like yes. – he want to get like those uh, Stan Van Gundy, Brad Stevens, uh, Doc River deals where you yes. control them in the fucking uh, personnel and you coaching the team. Yeah, because you want to bring in some of your guys and exactly. Uh, I, I can't remember who he brought uh, with him over there, uh, but uh, when I seen that, I was happy, man. Because Chauncey Billups, like you said, man, that was my guy, man. When he was with the Pistons, I, I absolutely, I, 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 you know, I, w- I really wasn't a Piston fan at the time. Um, I've never really, really been a Piston fan. Don't get me wrong. I mean, I like the Bad Boys. I mean, I grew up on the Bad Boys, uh, but Billups, man, he was a different guy, man. He was a small guy. But he had so much heart. And if it wasn't for him, I don't think we would have been able to win that. You know, well, Detroit would have been able to win that ring. You know what I mean? So um, to see him, you know what I mean, back in the league and actually influencing people as a coach, you know what I mean? Yeah. That was was big for me. You know what I mean? He he is a hell of a player. So was the first point guard I actually ever saw posting somebody up. Man. At any size, like. He will back down the center. That's what was crazy about it. But but they didn't understand how solid dude was. Doggy was like 6'3", yeah. 225. You know what I mean? I'll and beat. was back in, like, Russ du- what, what Russ does now is like a la Chauncey. Like, you got certain players who mimic some of our – like, Clay reminds me so much of uh, Reggie and Rip Hamilton. He's always moving. He's always running on spots, finding spots. He, he he just nonstop running. He just he kills it like that. He's I say he remind me of Rip. But then when you see Rip, you say, damn, he remind me of Rip. And that's kind of like how Russ was with Chauncey. Russ heads he knew like game in, game out, how to manipulate his uh his opponent. All right, I'm gonna back him down, rock the baby. Chauncey like. I don't care how big you are. I'm posting you up. 
Mm-hmm. He was so important to the culture of Detroit. Like, to where a point, Katie Smith, the point guard for Detroit Shock, emulated her game after Chauncey. And we saw Katie doing the same shit that Chauncey was doing to people, and that's why they won them four rings like that. That's why the Shock was so dominant. Because the girls really modeled themselves after the 04 Bad Boys. The 04 Bad Boys was a problem. For so many years, they held players under 70 points. That's unheard of. That's like the 85 Chicago Bears defense. That's like the 2000, and 2000 Rams defense. Yeah. I mean, not Rams, uh, Ravens. 2000 Ravens. Like those two, like that's. That, that's the type of defense you can hold those Pistons into high regard. Like, to beat Shaq and Kobe 4-1, and, oh, yeah, they had an old team. Fuck that. You go find any other team that can beat Rob, uh, uh, Malone, GP, Shaq, Kobe, Robert Ory, Rick Fox, Glenn Rice, and so on. You go find another team that can do what the Pistons did. Right. They would have got their ass swept. Yeah, most definitely. Anybody I- else would have came out of the East. Why that LA team was waiting would have got their ass swept. Man. That team just was good at what they did. And Chance, that's why I'm like, I, I don't understand where, where I don't see like where's the disconnect. I don't I don't get the disconnect. It's it's a disconnect between him and him and him and Dame right now. Like <clears throat> gotta get but you know who you know who I think latched on. I mean they had five hundred. They're not doing bad. You're not having a Horrible year, coach. Yeah. I mean, they might not got the message, but I tell <laughs> you, I tell you who did. CJ, <laughs> hello. <laughs> CJ, say, hey, you can slip. That's one brother that got the message right there. I'm step up. CJ is dragging. Man, look at this, man. He got a 21 PR. He got 24 and a half, three rebounds, three and a half rebounds, three and a half assists. You might as well say that's 25 four on four on a good day. Yeah. And he might not be doing too good this game, but he still yeah. he 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 you're as good as your you as good as your backcourt mate. That makes sense. So, if Dame is a negative in plus minus, CJ is only a negative in plus minus because now he has to focus on carrying a low scoring. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. So, now that he's focused on scoring, he's going to lack elsewhere. Two turnovers, two assists. Now, I have to play point guard, too. I have to kind of – we got I got a combo guard. I got to do it both because, you know, my running may happen a bad night. You yes. only go as far as your leader go, which you got to give credit now to to Chicago. You got to give credit to Charlotte. You got to give credit to Utah. What the fuck, John Morant is doing? You got to give credit to New York. New York, man. What New York, especially <laughs> Washington? Yeah, Kyle Kyle Kuzma said he got something to prove to LeBron. I, look, I said in my group, bro. <laughs> He's he's my leading candidate for most improved right now through these six games. Yeah, man. He's my and, and then following behind him is Miles Bridges. Oh yeah, man. Miles, Miles. Well, they probably like I, neck and neck. I'll give you know, them. You know what? 
I you can't know, say no one. Not even, not even just better. Both of those I, two. It's going to be gotta, between them two who going to win. You can't, you, can't, gotta, you can't get that man 60 mil. He dragging motherfuckers right now. You can't 60 mil that kid. You got to bring them. You gave Terry Rozier, what, 90? You got to break that boy off. Rozier ain't laying like that. And his best days is behind him. This That's Miles' team outside of uh, Melo. Yeah, definitely is. And uh, Miles- they got rid of Kemba. Yeah, on Devontae Graham, and you know, PJ Washington is a piece. Yeah, that's Miles and Mellow team. Man, it ain't it ain't Hayward team, it ain't the Martin twins, or you know, that's Miles and Mellow team. You got to build around them. Well, well, the guy, but then they drafted Mellow, and now Mellow is a focal point. But yeah, Miles definitely, I feel like he's a te- he's the leading candidate for uh, the most improved. For the simple fact he jumped up to 26 points a game averaging right now. I know it's still early in the season, but bro, average 26, you have to score at least 20 points in all of your games. And you have to score more than 25 points in the most Agreed. of the You can probably score one 20 or a 14 point game, but he has to have average at least 20 points, 26 points a game to average 26 points a game. I'm a, yeah, yeah. I got to drop these gems for this, bro. These gems are amazing. He has a P, he got a PDR right now. We'll make him 19th in the league with 25. Mm. Averaging almost eight rebounds a game, almost 25 points a game. Yeah. He's in the top 15 in scoring. Come on, man. Now, when we go look at his career, he's an 11-point score in his career. Yep. He's 1.7 assists in his career. That's crazy. Five rebounds in his career. 35% from the field. I mean, from the key. 35%, uh, 40, 46% from the field, right? Through seven games, bro. 25 points, almost yep. two steals. That's a career high right now. Yep. His assists is a career high right now. His rebound. His rebounds a career high. His free throw percentage is 87. That's a career high. Three point is 37. That's a career high. Field goal is 50%, meaning he's going to get the basket. To, I tell everybody he's baby Vince Carter. In me. His game is so much like Vince. Yeah. But he's at a more athletically aggressive standpoint. Vince, we knew what he was capable of. And then later in his career, he manipulated his game to survive more years by creating a jump shot. Yep. You already in your third, fourth year, you jumped up. To a thirty-seven, you jumped up two per two and a half percent on your three-point and four and a half percent on your field goal through seven games. And I'm not, I will not be surprised if this continue on throughout the season. Yeah, because if you look at the teams he played, he played Brook. They whoop Brooklyn ass. <laughs> That's yeah. what, yeah, like they whoop Brooklyn ass, bro. And he shot, he shot sixty percent from the sixty percent. He almost he had 32, he had nine boards. Then he come back 
That overtime loss against Boston was tough. Yeah. 25, 10. Didn't shoot Come back. Whoop on that. Orlando, 31 and 6. Tough one against Miami. Miami, shout out to Miami. When Older Depot come back, they're going to be dangerous. Man. 22 and 8. Then you come back again against Portland. It did a healthy 19, nine assists, six rebounds, which means your shot wasn't clicking because he still shot 42 from three, 50 from the field goal. If you're still not doing good elsewhere, distribute. He had four fouls. Yeah. Still was able to dish out nine assists. I was like, the game is coming to him. And with players like that, that's dangerous. But before we wrap this up, we're going to do some closeouts. Uh, you been paying attention to the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame? Uh, so no, I, I I really ain't watched the Hall of, the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. I did catch uh, some of Jay Z's speech, however. Good. Shout out to Jay. Shout out to LL. Oh. Shout out to the Foo Fighters. Mm. They finally got inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. I my thing is I want to know. I gotta look this up. I gotta I gotta do some research on this right quick because on the qualifications. A lot of people don't know about uh a lot of people where we from don't know about the Foo Fighters. Oh yeah. I'm a huge fan of the Foo Fighters. Uh go. Dave Grohl is an incredible member. Dave Grohl was the guitarist. But what people don't know about Dave Grohl is he used to be the drummer for Nirvana. Hmm. The lead singer Foo Fighters, someone giving the best, the best of you. Yeah, Dave Grohl. Wow. And it didn't hit a 38-year-old brief until I watched this documentary about uh, Kurt Cobain's last few words. And they was talking about how the band assembled and how they got introduced to their manager and the label. And I'm like, why do that look like Dave Grohl? And then soon as I said that, he popped up in the interview and was telling his side of like his last few moments with uh, Cobain. I'm like, Dave was a drummer too? That, that, that's how motivated, and I'm saying that to the world to say, that's how motivated I was as an artist I didn't just want to do one thing. I was so good at catching on and latching on and doing other things. So to be able to hear Jay-Z, LL, and the Foo Fighters get inducted to the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, three people that paved the way for a lot of athletes, a lot of artists. We know what Jay doing with Rock Nation Sports. We know what he's doing with a lot of things. We know LL had a passion for sports. Any given Sunday, one of the biggest sports movies in the hood, everybody loved it. You know, his character, Mary, you know, in the house was based off of an athlete who injured himself, ended his career, and now he's a nanny. Those three people were trailblazers of sports. Dave Grohl played at a lot of fucking uh, shows and a lot of things that did with sports. He was sports nut, too. Yeah. Shout out to them. But before we go, we got a question for all of y'all for next week. Uh, bro, I want to hear your question for next week also. I'm going to have my question. But this is also for our viewers who want to be able to answer the question. The question is, can you run a franchise 
how would you build it? How would the culture be? And what would be the most important thing to start on rebuilding your franchise? And the only reason I ask that is me and you being these debates with a lot of cats, bro. Um, everybody want to be a GM. Everybody feel like who should be on what team, who should not be, what coach should be there, what player, what personnel, what system they should run, what defense, what offense, whatever, whatever. You have the opportunity to let us know how you would run your franchise. Please put those questions in. Any last words, bro? Uh, I just want to say, too, uh, we can't let the sun slide either, man. Uh, they the runner-up champs. Uh, and for them to be, you know, in the finals last year and to start the season the way they started this year, it's kind of funky, too, you know, starting two and three. I believe they like number 13 or number 14 on the power ranking. Yeah. You know, uh, but really, man, that's, that's really it, man. That's a good question, man, because uh, there's a lot of people that, uh, you know, express their feelings on how they feel about organizations and things like that. And that is very interesting to see. I want to see the, you know, the different type of ideas and things that people got to say if they got to say anything. Uh, especially when they always in the comments and they yeah. expressing how they feel and how they can do what uh, a GM or organization can do. So that's definitely a great question, man, for next week. Yeah. Uh, and uh, to go back to what you were saying, Mr. Aiton, you are not Carl um, Anthony. You are not the unibrow. You are not going to get $100 million on on your contract. You ain't really did shit. Mm-hmm. to want that play y'all game get back to the finals and then they probably give you contract talk yes. you being a distraction to them right now play a game man you're gonna get paid but yes. it's all about how you play that gets you them digits yes. that said much love to y'all it's the much. guy brief you know my goal host is always w dub yes sir it's top pick podcast We will see y'all for game three. Peace. Yes, sir.